I have no idea what the title is. Okay. It's going to come to me. <laughs> okay, well, we'll let it come to you. All right. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes, let me just give you guys as a listener, uh, sometimes my table just hit record and all of a sudden we're doing this thing. So, Cause if, if, here if we I go. Well, if I don't, then we might not do it. So. That's true. We might talk ourselves just like, it. Just go. Uh, so, hi everybody. Welcome hi, to <laughs> another episode of Unconditional Light. Um, we're coming to you live from our little, beautiful little space in uh, City Heights. So, San Diego, what's up? Um, super excited about all the new changes that are happening. Um we apparently have a topic for this evening, but I'm not fully aware of it because he just hit record without even me talking about it. But that is the thrill of what we do together, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know, I don't know how to title it, so, but. It's hard to talk about, yeah. So, well, basically what happened, it's Mother's Day, and what happened, um, I posted a picture of, Myself with my mother from my brother's wedding uh, last year, and someone commented um, on the picture, and what they said it just left such an impression on me that I kind of want to address it. Mm-hmm. Um, the The comment was from. A woman named Martha, and her she's one of my mother's classmates, and she said that you know uh, she's like you know I can't believe this handsome grown man, you know, used to be like we waited on him mm-hmm. to 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 come, and she said that you just don't know how much you were loved. Before you were here. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it on my way back to, to the house. And it seems because my, my mom had just turned, my mom had just turned 17 when she had me. Mm-hmm. And so she was, you know, Super she was, young. yeah, she was still in, still in, in, in school and it's a really small school and, you know, for, for two black people, um, to have a baby in small town Alabama, chances are high that you're not necessarily, especially at the time, that you're not necessarily going to leave that area because my dad you know, used to tell me that he said nobody, the college people wouldn't come and talk to us. They would talk to the other kids, but they mm. wouldn't come and talk to the black kids, you know. And so the only people that came and talked to them was the military. So it was either you stay there or you go in the military. Mm. And so for my mom to sit in class pregnant with me, And to have people th- think about you and be so 
infatuated with you. They've never met you. They've never seen you. You you more or less don't exist as you are today or as you are as an as an infant. You don't exist yet, but people are still so excited about you. Mm. And that seems so profound to me. It's like so profoundly beautiful that you matter before you are matter. Mm. There's your title. I guess so. <laughs> It had to. It had to That's come. That's too perfect. I love that. Yeah, it had to yeah. come organically, though. But, but yeah, you, you, your life means something. Before you're even actually breathing. Bef- before your you're cre- before you're even created, like. You know, my mom and my dad met. Call it fate or the universe or whatever the case, coincidence or whatever. But my mom and my dad met, and there was a plan for me. It wasn't necessarily their plan, Mm -hmm. but somewhere in the universe there was a plan for me. Mm -hmm. And the universe was already thinking about me. Yeah. Like, that is... that is It it, it blows my mind. And, you know, we, we, we think that we are so small, because we are, in the much grander scheme of things. Of course, yeah. We are small, but just because we're small doesn't mean that we don't matter. Yep. You know, so every life, every life means something. And it just like, I'm probably going to start crying. I'm not, I'm not even lying. I'm like, I feel myself tearing up right now. But every life means something. Like, I, I had just dropped off a friend we went to the movies and um i dropped her off and she's been going through some stuff and she was talking about her experiences in a really dark place emotionally mentally Mm -hmm. and spiritually and I know what that was like because that's where I was last year. Roughly, I I hadn't quite gone through it yet this time last year, but I was getting there. Mm-hmm. Everything was leading to that point. So I understand it, like where she is and all of it. But I was reflecting on like my uh, experiences with uh, suicidal thoughts. And I just, I don't know how I, I I don't know how I got so caught up in everything going on that made me feel so low that I, I forgot like the most important thing is that I do actually matter. Because it's really easy to to look at your situation and think that you don't. Of course. Especially when like everything is seems to be conspiring against you. And mm-hmm. it's like if I if I go nobody nobody nobody's gonna care. You know, who would even care? Mm-hmm. But 
if you're not here, the universe does miss you. There's a place for you here. Otherwise, you you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have been born. Right. You wouldn't right. have have existed. And I think even those who, you know, for for myself, you know, I lost. Um, we my my older or previous partner and I. Um, she she and I were friends, but we lost a baby. She was stillborn. And that was really hard. And... It's still hard. It's still, yeah. And so she matters to me because a lot of the things I, I do are... Even though she's not here presently... I think about what if she was here? What if that child was here? How, what would I do? Like, if. How would I be living? Yeah. yeah. If, if, would she be proud of me? Mm-hmm. You know, would I be a good dad? Would I be, you know, um, the, the, her protector? Would I be like, just as, you know, like, who, who would I be mm-hmm. if she were here? And that's kind of how I sort of think about my life is like, what if what if she was here what would i do and and okay well that's the decision that i'm going to make right almost acting as if she's still she's here yeah be, because i don't want to lose sight of like my values or i don't want to lose sight of like as as my situation last year dealing with uh, external forces mm. I had to make a decision as to whether I was going to compromise my, my values based on those external forces or I was going to double down on wh- how I was raised. Sure, yeah. yeah. And, I, and she was, a, it, Cora was, Cora is, by the way, the, the name of, um, she or would have been the name of uh, my daughter, but, like, what if she was... An eleven-year-old girl, ten-year, ten, eleven-year-old girl. Like, what if someone had done something to her? I see. Okay, so I'm just piecing this all together. Your conversation. Um, So you're saying because what you had dealt with. Let's just give people a, a background on that. Like last year, you were dealing with. I guess technically a coworker is what you can like for people to understand. Mm-hmm. He's a coworker, this person. And I don't want to yeah. like speak too de- detailed, but like essentially you were dealing with witnessing sexual harassment in your workplace. Right. And nothing was being done about it. No. And so now you're saying imagine if you had a 10-year-old daughter and yeah. those things were happening. It, yeah. How 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 would that make you feel and and how how would being i'm curious about cuz i think um i think we're moving now into a newer generation of of parenting and also um fatherhood and what fathers like the the representation of how men are parenting children because we are finally holding men to a different like to a newer standard of you also play a role in this and 
you as a man also need to provide a safe space and also, um, you know, allow your children to see a positive male role model, somebody that is not necessarily, um, you know, is, is more understanding of, you know, feminism and, and various things that are going to, especially when it comes to being a father of a daughter, but, um, or father of a son, because really we're not teaching our sons very well, um, based on the behaviors of a lot of men that are now in their twenties and thirties. Um, so as that's a new, like standard for fathers, um, you know, what do you, essentially like sum up how you feel about this whole um newer movement i i'm not sure that and i didn't mean to hijack your story no 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 how that I, I, asking that i don't know necessarily that it that it's a, a new movement i think that it's i think there was there's always been that undercurrent of fatherhood like my father taught me well like my father was was always there is excuse me is always there for me and my mother as well like my parents have my parents came from absolutely nothing and you know they struggled and they they went through hardships and faced obstacles and so on and so forth but they fought to get everything to get to where they are now so my my dad taught me a lot about what i know almost everything that i know about being a man i i try to i realize that that is a heavy burden as a man to carry because my legacy if I don't do anything else, my legacy is all the people I affected while I was here. Mm. You know, that's what your legacy is, is that it, it could be children that you're raising. It could be like kids you're mentoring or people you're mentoring. It could be it could be anything in mm. anybody. But your legacy is how people are, have, were affected by you and what th maybe they'll carry that on that's that's my my what I would hope that's what I pray for is that the lessons my father taught me I'm going to to hopefully pass on to someone else some other young man and then he's going to continue you know that I, I wouldn't say like a tradition but that I, he would he's going to continue to to fulfill that role as this kind of human being and it's not like a typical like it's really not a typical like what people think of it as i guess gender roles like that's right. not what i'm talking about when i'm talking about being a man i'm talking about um being honest and meaning you know if you mean exactly what you mean if you say something mean it if you say you're going to do something do it don't don't go back on your word you know because that's that's one of the only things you have is when you tell someone hey i'm going to do this do it you know treat 
people with respect, especially women, treat women as if every woman is your mom. Mm. I'm not going to talk, you know, I'm not going to talk back to my mother. Sure. Am I going to yell at my mother? My mother will slap shit out of me. <laughs> well, well deserved. She you know? would. <laughs> she don't play that. Yeah, yeah. But that's, I'm not going to, so in turn, I'm, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do that to you. I, because that's, that's you and my mom, you, you as a woman, and we talked about this before as Gaia, you are from where all life comes from. Mm. And I don't necessarily mean, I mean that physically, but I also mean it figuratively because there are some women who aren't able, sure. who, who would, who desire to be moms, sure. but they're unable to. But from a woman, we gain so much strength and we gain so much understanding of how to be how to be gentle how to be expressive mm. how to to love from a different perspective absolutely um and there and so as like from from a fatherhood perspective or from a male perspective I don't necessarily because there are a lot of I think that that there were it's always been fatherhood's always been very important I think what we're seeing is now because we have media accessible to us 24 hours a day seven days a week at our fingertips we're now able to see examples of fatherhood whereas Before you didn't necessarily see, you saw certain statistics, Mm -hmm. you saw certain people or you knew certain people who didn't grow up with in a two-parent household. Sure. But now you can, you still, you still have that and it hasn't gone away, but you, you have an accessibility to stories of fathers, of good fathers. Sure. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I see what you're saying, in a sense, of we're seeing this transition in a different light because we're actually able to visually witness different stories and and different representations of good fathers. Yeah, we have exposure. Yeah. These, these stories, it used to be like, all you heard about were the bad stories of um, like Debbie dads and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But now you, you have all these people who are highlighting all these, you know, really beautiful stories about parents and about families and siblings and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and all these wonderful relationships and associations we we're now able to see it and we can see it whenever we want to there are like you can go on instagram and there are people there are like instagram profiles dedicated to 
and fathers. Yeah. Yeah. Dedicated Fatherhood Fridays, to, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. you can search by a hashtag and find all this stuff. It's it's really it's it's really beautiful. Absolutely. And, and I think about that in terms of Cora. Mm -hmm. And okay, what? How would would I be a good father if I did not? If I compromise myself, if I compromise everything I knew, sure. everything my mom taught me, everything my father taught me, everything that I learned from my elders, even outside my family, would I still be a good, a decent human being? Yeah. And that that affected a lot of my decisions. In that, and in that particular scenario, that scenario at work because right. I'm not I'm a part of an organization that is it's a very very large organization mm -hmm. and there's so many different moving parts and there are certain expectations that come with that but unfortunately for me on my side like mm -hmm. there are expectations they have expectations of me but on my side the expectations that I had were not being met sure so, yeah, I totally get it. And I, I think that, um, how does this, how does this play into, so it almost speaks to, at least just some, as an outsider listening in, um, to your story, it sounds like not compromising who you are or who you are based off of how you were raised and all of these like this compilation of experiences that you've had you know all ties back to you're here for a purpose yeah. and you know that was an opportunity for you to learn more about yourself and about yeah. how you feel about sexual harassment or you know like just how you want to live your life as an upstanding man or an upstanding human really rather yeah. and that again just reaffirms that you matter, you are important, you are necessary in this world. Yeah, even if you don't necessarily see results, and unfortunately, in my scenario, I didn't see. I didn't see the result that I had based on my expectation of right. of certain things, and that's unfortunate. But yeah. it doesn't mean that voicing that concern is not important you know that vote does count yeah yeah you, you keep telling yourself that it doesn't so you just decide you know what i'm not going to do it but but it does actually matter yeah you know you don't you and you never know that's the thing is that you never know that what how you treat someone how you talk to someone how just by getting up in the morning and putting on a smile you never know that that could be something that someone really needs. It doesn't have to be this. We, we get caught up in, especially in social media, we look at these huge gestures of like Thanksgiving or like um, charity. Or love. or Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be that. The small things still matter. It's interesting that you bring this up because I went to church this evening and I wasn't going to tell you about this actually because <laughs> um, I wanted to kind of keep things I wanted to see if you noticed a difference aside from 
um, this, this, what I'm about to say. So church this evening, they shared about something that's, it's a new book essentially it's called the kindness challenge. I don't know if you've seen it or heard about it, but so it's this young woman, uh, she's not even really young. She's middle-aged, um, this woman who she was in finance and she did, she just had a totally different career. And then all of a sudden, you know, she felt like the universe told her to go somewhere else with her life and her career. So she ended up changing and she is now a social researcher and she's done now this long term study researching what brings people joy um, and what how kindness is manifest within us, basically. So, you know, like a lot of people are always searching for ways to be better or to, um, to feel like as if they're, they're experiencing more kindness from their relationships. Right. And, you know, like you have a spouse at home or a boyfriend at home or a girlfriend, whatever, whoever, you know, someone that you, you spend time with, or you have this relationship with and there's, it can even be like the relationship's doing well or, you know, things are thriving pretty well, but you're still feeling like you, it could be more improved. Like there could always, there's always room for improvement, you know, or you have a really toxic relationship, like maybe say with your mother and like, you really want to encourage building, like strengthening that relationship. And so the theory is, is that like she went, did all this research and it comes to find out that. Basically, kindness does not come from other people doing things for us or other people being kind to us. It comes from us being kind to others and and giving more. And, and um, because the more that you're manifesting that and giving that to others, the more the universe not only repays you and gives you that back, but also you feel like you are, are a better human and that in return gives you more self-esteem, more understanding of kindness, really true, like true love comes from that place of selflessness and not even like, you know, these huge gestures of like, I'm going to give you, you know, all this money or I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. It's like just little things such as, you know, you go to the grocery store and you just say, Hey, I hope you have a really wonderful day, you know, or your Uber driver. And you're just like, Hey, thank you so much for driving me today. You really helped me out today. Best. Like, I wish you a beautiful day. You know, that is, it's like takes two seconds out of your day, but, um, and, and it really doesn't take that much effort, but not only does it, you know, it could not very well not affect the person that, you know, receives it, but nine times out of 10, it usually does, you know, the other person feels like, well, that person's pretty nice. Okay. Like that was, I don't really hear that often. So, okay. You know, um, but it, irregardless of that, regardless of that, Hey, <laughs> we got a, we have an ongoing thing though. Uh, anyways, but regardless, uh, you, you receive the benefits of, like, how much lighter do you feel when you are kind to other people? It's just like, you know, just the, the use this analogy this evening where it was, you know, you're driving, right? And you can't, 
stand when somebody just is like trying to cut you off and like you're just like no I am not letting you into this spot you are not about to get in front of me you know like your ego kicks in and you're just like no this is not happening and so you speed up and you're just you know kind of like but like knuck if you buck next to each other you know (laughs) and (laughs) and pissed about it and then finally they get over and you're you're just left irate you know Whereas if you were to take that situation and just say, you know what, let me just back up a little bit, let them in, you know what, you have a blessed day. How much lighter do you feel not carrying around that angst, that anger, you know? And it's like, yes, it sucks to have to be the better person or the bigger person, whatever. But it in the, in the end, like, it's not even about that person. It's about you doing what's going to make you feel light as well. And so I thought that was really, um, I won't really go into details about the challenge per se, but, uh, of the kindness challenge, but basically it breaks down into this, you know, this idea that the more kindness we give, the more we receive, the more, the more we understand love and kindness. And so, um, it's just interesting that you had brought that up, you know, of, of being a good person or being, you know, just simply saying hello to somebody, you know, can be, can really build a lot of your own self-identity and, and, you know, self-appreciation. Well, we talk about it. I mean, you used to laugh when we, when we would go through drive throughs and I would thank the person. You were the nicest person. Y'all just listening legitimately Montes is, is one of the nicest people in like a drive through or like at the grocery store or something. He is like, thank you so much. You have a great day. Like he is to me at first when I heard it, I was like, Oh my gosh, like he's so over the top. Like this is so extra, but you actually encounter him doing it and you're like, no, he actually really means it. Like this is, that's just important to you is being not only like respectful and, um, you know, you have a lot, you, you definitely have manners, um, but you also, you know, it's like a small way to make someone's day. It, it makes my day every time you do it. Cause I'm like, this man is too much. <laughs> I love it so much. So. Uh, I don't know. I, I just, we make permanent decisions based on temporary emotions. Mm-hmm. Like allowing someone to to make us feel they do something to us and then we're in turn are affected by it that temporary thing it's 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 fleeting that emotion is fleeting but holding on to that is a choice Mm -hmm. and allowing ourselves to be affected by it in such a a huge way that it alters the course of our day mm-hmm. and it alters how we would have normally interacted with other people that's a choice and it's it's not something that we're it's not something we we're really cognizant of sure. as far as the choice goes because we're so conditioned to oh it's a bad day today's a bad day yeah it's only seven o'clock in the morning how right. is it a bad day like <laughs> You don't have to carry that with you throughout the day. No. Everything could not go right for you that day. You know, you could 
forget your briefcase or forget some your homework and uh, you know on your desk because you were up late you still overslept you didn't really eat breakfast and this is all before before you even get to where you're supposed to go in the morning you know and then when you get there your boss getting on your damn nerves you want to like you know cuss them out whatever but you you're if you allow if you allow yourself to think about you're at work for eight hours a day unless you're in the military it's like 12 hours a day or longer mm-hmm. but you but you're there for a third of the day it's a third of the day it's not permanent mm-hmm. But you're taking that and making it not just the third of the day. There's still two thirds of the day that could be wonderful, or right. they they don't have to be anything. They could just you could just be surviving. Right, right. But you're thankful. You know what? I, I'm surviving. Not somebody work. didn't, <laughs> yeah, because somebody yeah. didn't make it this morning. It's true. You know. It's very true. Someone, someone, either by their hand or someone else's hand or you know god called them home Mm. but someone didn't make it this morning Mm. and you were given another opportunity to do better than you did yesterday to change something to change your trajectory you could be heading one way and you wake up in the morning and you you're like that was yesterday. Like yesterday, I was I was in a really bad place. I could have gone to a really bad place today based on how I felt yesterday. But today is another day for right. me to for me to get this right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like I mean, if any of you guys follow Sarah Sapora, um, she's our girl. Uh, hey, <laughs> shout, shout out, out to Sarah. Sarah. She's amazing. She's um, phenomenal. But Sarah, one of her, uh, she recently, uh, a part of one of this, like, chat groups that we have, she said, she said, for every breath you take, it's a new opportunity to start over again. And she's very into yoga and um, and and deep breathing is a huge part of her life. Um but so that so that essentially that's a part of the the group as well is a lot of deep breathing. But um, I thought that was really profound in the sense that, you know, you you have how many breaths per day? Okay, the first five hundred breaths were not were not how you foresaw the day going. Five oh one's just around the corner. You know that there's your chance to restart again to reset. And, and I just thought that was really nice. Cause sometimes we look at things as like, Oh gosh, you know, like the whole day is wasted or like, you know, th- this, this thing happens. So it's going to carry on throughout my whole day. And, and, and really if you take, if you break it down, I mean like really you can even break it down to second per second. Like you always have that option of starting over or of, of re- hitting the reset button. And I think that that, that really stuck with me. Um, and I was kind of like, yeah, cause I, I definitely am a person that beats myself up for, you know, like feel allowing myself to let those negative feelings linger for a little bit longer than necessary. Um, or, or longer than what's healthy. So, um, 
but what you're speaking on actually it's kind of as you're talking I'm it's coming to me in the sense of where we started this this episode and and where we're kind of at now with what we're talking about it coming to the realization just by that comment of what that woman on Facebook had said you know that that you you were highly anticipated and I mean, you're, look at you, you're smiling. <laughs> um, that really meant a lot to you. And, and you, for good reason, were highly anticipated because you are an incredible human. Um, you're kind. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I you're, mean, and I'm not saying that just because you're my partner. Like, I genuinely think you're a really I, awesome human. I've got a ways to go to catch up to you, though. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm not there yet. <laughs> We're pretty awesome together. Um, but I think what what where this conversation has led and all the things that we've touched on, in addition to the fact that you matter before you even are matter, right? Mm-hmm. You, along in your life, I mean, all the things matter. All of your actions, your thoughts, your beliefs, all of those things matter and are important and make up your narrative and also all of those things you're able to address and change and improve and to live the life that you really want to live and I think I think at least in my opinion and and with my narrative a lot of times I let things linger for longer than they should and uh that that I'd like and the the power in realizing that, man, at any time I can change that if I want, or, you know, I, I matter and these things matter, but they matter. I can tailor them to what matters that to, to, to what's healthiest for me. And, and I think that that was, it's kind of cool hearing like the very beginning, it's almost like a, like a lifespan conversation of like from the beginning to, you know, to where you are now. To dark and stormy night. You know, <laughs> you, you matter. Um, your life is important. And, and at any time where you feel like it's not, you always have the option of addressing what's not working and, and adjusting as needed because you deserve that. Your life has worth before it's even has even arrived. So why are you not worthy of that now? Why are you not worthy of living a life that is really fulfilling? And so go after that, go seek it. You are worthy of anything and everything. I told you, man, I'm sitting over here trying not to tear up like <laughs> Like I said, I, when you think about it, how profound that is. How it seems small, seems kind of insignificant, but I don't think it, it does at all. Well, I mean, like you using it as like a catchphrase, or as like if I had to bottle it into the title of you know this episode is you know you matter before you matter, you matter before you were even matter. Like it seems. Like, oh, whatever. But when you really, when you expand that, when you apply that to yourself and you realize that how, just how beautiful you are, mm-hmm. there's nobody, 
no matter how much heartbreak you go through or hardships you go through or how many obstacles you face or how many ceilings you bump into or who doesn't like you or who's giving you a hard time or, you know, how much money you don't have mm-hmm. or, you know... Um, it, Lack it, of education yeah. or this isn't right, this isn't perfect, yeah. Yeah. There's only things you can think of. It, you still matter. Right. Your life is not any more or any less significant than the next person's. Yeah. Based off of any of those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. So live like that, you know? Live live like you recognize just how sig- insignificantly significant you are, you know? Like, if you really think about it, sometimes you can get wrapped up in... And how, like, oh, like, my life is meaning and it's so significant and I deserve to have all these things. Yes, there's a difference between recognizing your worth and being um, entitled. Yeah. You know, maintain humility while also seeking your worth. Also, you know, recognizing that you deserve the world. Because you make up the world. Right. There's a lot of a lot of small quote unquote insignificant people yeah. who make up the world. Absolutely. You know. Just think about it. All all of the great history makers have all been born the same way. <laughs> you know. Raised differently, of course. But they've they've all had somewhat well, not necessarily. They could have been raised, not necessarily, because there are some people who've been through some hardships who've overcome those. That's what I mean, though. It's like, you know, you can't um, you can't say that everyone's narrative is the same, but at the end of the day, we're all derived from that place of birth. Mm-hmm. And upon birth, even before birth, as we're speaking, is you carry value. You are yes. so loved and so cared for, even before then. So... Therefore, just we all have that ability. We all have worth. I like it. Whatever the capacity that looks like is what it looks like for each person. So figure that out. Take the time to. We love you. Thank you for listening. You always just end it so abruptly. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) so. Anyways, we do love you. Take that. And, um, yeah, and just know that, know your birth this week. Think about that as the week goes on and, um, and know that we think you're worthy. And shout out to Sarah Sapporo and her body love workshop. Yes, 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 yes. Look at you. You're so smart. Uh, (laughs) you're so helpful. Um, but yes, we will, we're, we're aiming to be there. Um, she's having a body love, body plus love workshop in vegas in september and um yeah we'll be i'm sure as time goes on probably continuing to share about it just because we're super hype about it (laughs) uh it's gonna be a really good time and um yeah if you guys are ever interested just email one of us or message us on instagram and uh and we'll hook you up with the details too um but yeah be light this week and know that you are loved You have been loved even before birth. So, 
carry that with you. Bye.